This is Lama Tantrapa. Welcome to the Secrets of Qigong Masters, the talk show brought to you by Academy of Qidao, the first and only school in the world offering professional education in Tai Chi and Qigong coaching. To find out about Academy of Qidao's programs and to learn how you too can become a certified Tai Chi or Qigong coach, please go to qigongcoaching.com. Today, I am delighted to introduce to you Dr. Sonia Gamey, who is the a physician in the San Francisco Bay Area and also a producer of a TV program on Qigong and also doing a wonderful work worldwide bringing Qigong to the people of Iran and other countries. Thank you so much Sonia for joining us today. Of course, thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted to have this such a as, um, opportunity to get to know uh, masters, great masters here in this conference. And I'm thankful for uh, all beings in this uh, program. Uh, lots of awareness and learning that keep us really connected. Indeed. Yes, we are at the 17th World Congress on Qigong, and what I would like to jump right into, if you don't mind, is uh, your involvement with Qigong. How did you get started with the energy arts, Tai Chi or Qigong or related disciplines? I was uh, skeptical in the beginning with Qigong and Tai Chi. So what happened, I, I became very sick. And then uh, Stanford University, Kaiser Hospital in the area, and as you know, the Bay Area of San Francisco, Berkeley, so spirituality and then um, and also the science always there ahead. But um, with this problem I, I had uh, uh, in the beginning was hard to know. And then the doctors, they realized that uh, this is precancerous. And then uh, if I don't move quickly, it's, uh, it's going to be, my, my lungs are going to be eaten. Mm -hmm. So I had no lungs almost all occupied. Mm. So uh, then I was, uh, almost when the doctor told me at uh, Kaiser Hospital that I don't have more than three months to leave. And so, and then the other thing, um, when Stanford University said I have to take 2,500 uh, milligram of cortisol a day, mm -hmm. that I was so, I felt so good that, wow, now, all of these things is going to kill me. Anyhow, the doctor said you are going to feel old, uh, your skin is going to grow old, and then your bones with, you know, all of the side effects of medication and also cutting my lungs, because he suggested to cut half of my lungs. Wow. So it was a sound came to my lungs. Uh, Western medicine, that's the best. <laughs> yes, like sometimes. <laughs> so the, the, uh, Exactly when he was looking at me and with no passion, you know, 
and saying to me, you're going to die in three months. And I looked at his face. I, the good thing first, I had no fears. And then I said, uh, can, I, can I have a little bit time, like a month, to do whatever I want to do? And then um, that was as a result of the sound of the voice came to my, to my system. I have no idea. Um, never that happened to me that vivid. And you know, this sound told me, uh, Sonia, do your own wisdom. And I responded, uh, I responded, I don't have a wisdom. But I still I don't remember if I said in English or I said in Farsi. Still I'm looking for that to see which one I'm more connected. Mm. So, but the next day, um, I was in the plane to Arizona, and then I had kind of, I felt I need the uh, element of sun, fire, my body. I had no knowledge that time. It just everything was pushing me. Mm -hmm. And then I had my backpack, all the seeds, I know in, in the culture, Persian culture and Chinese culture, mm -hmm. what seeds does cleansing. And then I, I left all, all my belongings and I also uh, attaching to the people I was attached. Mm. So um, to leave all the stress behind me. And I, I, I went to Arizona and in the beginning I felt I go to Tehran. There is a mountain so powerful. So by the name of Darake, where right now I have my students there and we go up. And then I said, no, this is too emotional because if I, if I belong too long in the plane, I, I may be polluted again. So I better just not to do everything emotionally. Just I do some, but not totally. So that happened in, four, in 40 days. That, the time I was in Arizona, I didn't know it was four days. I just last year looked at the ticket I had. It took me exactly 40 days. The, four, the 48th days, I announced to the universe that I'm healthy. Because my plan was, whenever I feel, I feel okay, because I was on the wheelchair, then I go, it was a hill. It's very, just this high hill. If I go to, up there, then I'm, I'm starting to get healed. Mm. So when I went there the one morning, when I was in Arizona, I had a t-shirt and then I looked at it and I, and I said, I'm screaming, you know, I'm healthy now. And then nobody cared because there was nobody there. It's nobody was Yes, it's <laughs> only me. And I came down, I, ha I took the t-shirt, uh, I put the t-shirt off there and I, I came down and I took the, the, the picture of the t-shirt on the top of the hill. Nothing. It oh, said, I was saying that I'm, I'm healed. So yeah. when I came back to Bay Area uh, to go to uh, Berkeley, San Francisco, Kaiser, and then when the doctor looked at, uh, I took the x-ray just immediately after the plane from airport. I went directly to the hospital and I got the x-ray. And then when the doctor looked at the x-ray and told me congratulations, 95% of your um, 
lungs has been cleared. And then, mm. and I was so happy. And all these times I had no fears, 40 days over there. I never felt I'm gonna die. I never felt I'm sick. And I don't know, all of those things is coming just to believe that I'm gonna heal. This is something I have to learn, it's a learning process for me. It's a, my mission. All of these things I never had before in these ideas was coming mm. to my life. When did it happen? That was 20 years ago. Okay. Yes. I had, I had my first grandchild, second one, and I couldn't hold this baby six months old here. Mm. I couldn't f hold it. And I'm, my other grandchild, the doctors did not allow me to see for two, three months. Nobody wants to be close to me. Mm. So, where it continued? It was uh, no. They didn't. They were thinking of everything, you know, to 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 keep me out of stress, you know, okay. just pollution and all of these things. So, uh, it was. Uh, then the doctor said ninety-five percent is clear, and I said, "Wow! So you don't need to uh, cut my lungs anymore." And he said, you know what, even 1% is left there, we have to do it. And the same sound came to me, said, exactly, said, if you have cleaned up 95%, we are going to do another 5%. So it was so strong, that sound. So whatever intu intuitively I had attachment with my, you know, my inner self, it was so strong to talk to me. Just the belief system, I knew how how universe wants to me uh, to learn more. Right. And I'm very pleased for that uh, disease because after that, anything has happened in my life. I said, if I have passed that, this is nothing. <laughs> and so that was your initial encounter with Qigong? In Arizona, yes. I encountered yeah. to Qigong and also uh, the diet I created only on seeds and sprouts yeah. and omega-3 and then spices, herbs. Mm -hmm. So I created that formula also. Nice. And then my book, my book Eating Wisely for Hormonal Balance was as a result of that issue that a problem came to me which 17 publishers they came to for um, they did um, uh, um, like kind of uh, um, I forgot the name they say uh, when you go to Monarchese everyone can bet on your 17 pu good publisher top publisher in the United States they, they bet on my proposal that time so Simon and Schuster was one, and then the second one was San Francisco Chronicle. Ah, so they were buying for for your manuscript. Yes. Interesting. And uh, what was your journey in energy arts since that point? Uh, that point, I cannot think. Of, I didn't think anything. Mm. Then my journey, my journey was always go back to because. Because I was that time also, you know, in nutrition field, and then 
with uh, multicultural education and nutrition and psychology of nutrition. So I was in the field. The only thing I didn't think I never get sick myself, but I knew always my my mission was helping people, bringing the awareness how important we go back to nature right. and connect to the Mother Earth. So that was the I guess the point I I truly I felt that that the connection, especially with Qigong and especially with the seeds from the earth coming, from the sands coming those seeds. There are the seeds in the in Middle East that it, it, it comes it grows in the sand. So cleans the body it just amazingly, which I start doing this type of thing. And I created the fiber food and protein food with the food, different formula, which was info commercial. So a lot of a lot of door opened for me. Right. And getting confidence. If you want something happened, universe is going to help you. God is going to help you. Mm. So uh, that's why it helps my patient now uh, to give that. Self-confidence that if you want that energy comes, that chi comes, you believe to that chi, that's going to happen. So the program didn't develop. I I did work on um, Paulo Ferreira's theory. If you have heard of, uh, is a teach people to teach themselves. Use all the sources people they have from their own culture, and and then modify that for today's. A lifestyle, mm -hmm. and then to to make protocol from that for as a model of health or whatever model leadership model, then then you use um, from the same culture. But this is what Paulo Ferreira is a Brazilian. Uh, um, um, it's a Brazilian um, philosopher. And so, who did the revolution of education in Brazil, mm. and teach people to teach themselves, which is is always this is my the model in my life. I believe that. Um, uh, so, then I modify that for the weight management, wellness, and then when uh, we had a lot of issues with. Uh, menopause and PMS and also formula feeding and infant feeding. I developed the model from all from that model of teaching people to teach themselves. So um, so at this time I have the same model I'm using for um, I use for United Nations here in San Francisco. Um, for TWAC program, which is uh, uh, 14 minutes of uh, Qigong um, warm-up and forms. It's the forms a gratitude form to say, to teach, to teach the kids how to connect to the Mother Earth and then with the universe and, and, and tell the universe how appreciative you are from what you have and then thank from your uh, from universe, thank from God, and thank from your parents, and then you, and especially your teachers in life, 
and most of all, thank from you standing for your own health. Right. So bottom line is healing you. We have to heal you. If we don't get healed, we cannot give any healing um, uh, prescription to anyone, can we? <laughs> right. Physician, heal yourself. Yes. And so you literally heal yourself. And at what point did you actually start learning any type of Qigong practices proper? Right from in Arizona. Did you study with any particular teacher, masters? Yes, my master is uh, Hu Lu, Professor Who? Hu Lu, is a, uh, it's a H U and H, uh, H, U, uh, H U and L O U. We call her Shimu. Usually they call Shimu and Shimu um, in, in Chinese uh, culture. So the master they call Shimu. So Professor Hulu is in Wenbu School in uh, Berkeley area. I see. And the, the, first six, the first day I couldn't even stand up, hardly. I mm -hmm. stand on the wall. It was eight weeks. It was then I was part of the whole movement of Qigong. Right, and eventually you developed a TV program dedicated to Qigong. Yes. How did that come along? Um, it was a what happened. It was an earthquake in Iran. Bam earthquake. It was a very large earthquake in Iran. We lost 100,000 people on that earthquake. So immediately I went to Iran and then to help in the, uh, in the earthquake. And then and I started teaching Qigong there. Mm -hmm. And I, I tried day and night working with some people while I'm not here. And I came and I said, I have to have a connection with these people. So I, I had a TV program, then they could see me every day to practice with me to do Qigong. So that's why when I started having a TV show. So the TV show, because of the Qigong, I do nutrition uh, and then in, in integrative, you know, uh, type of uh, um, treatment. So I was doing, uh, answering the people's question on their health and nutrition and, and, um, uh, and also in uh, Qigong. So it was, a, um, it was a very successful program because people, they got so attached to the program. And then it was, it's a good, great source. I'm, I'm hoping that one day go back again to my TV show. I hope so. Media, media is a good source of uh, um, connection. Yes, it's definitely a fantastic source. As a matter of fact, I am very much in the hub of activity of Qigong community because of our talk show, The Secrets of Qigong Masters. You're uh, doing great. Thank you. I have a, a large subscriber base and also people just visit our website out of the blue, just find it somewhere on the internet and they say, oh, this is cool, I want to download this show. So I think 
In total, we've uh, had about half a million downloads. Do you have any idea how many people your TV program reached? We had, I, I don't have a number, but uh, I remember when I was going to E1, even when I was talking, and then people were going back, who's she? Then they recognized me on, you know, on the street, on the, you know, hills. And then I had a lot of packed calling people. Mm. My practice just zoomed up and then um, selling the books and the DVD. It, it was some sign of people were kind of, they put, uh, nest, they nested on the program. And it was, you said every day you could? Uh, every morning I was doing it three times a week, doing oh. it, you know. And then they were playing back evening the program. Fascinating. So the program mostly consisted of you doing some demonstration of exercises. I was or doing. Else? I was doing the whole warm up, uh -huh. and gradually, yeah. uh, warm up in the morning. They loved it, uh -huh. uh, because Qigong warm up is amazing. It's I told you, it's so complete, and I'm hoping. This Qigong warm up starts in every school everywhere, everywhere in the world. It's It'll amazing. Yes, and then and I was doing. Then I started doing forms, and people were taping the forms, mm -hmm. and then and doing meditation, standing meditation, mm -hmm. uh, lots of standing meditation. Excellent. Yes, and then the first four months of the Qigong, when they do, we we ask them to do right on their own. What do they judge? Just writing whatever you judge, judging yourself, mm. judging other people. That is very, very powerful to see themselves. Wow, they, they become their own therapists. I didn't know I'm, you know, to this extent I'm judging, just so busy with judging everyone and myself. Well, and I guess it's not only identifying what we judge, but also learning to release these judgments, so as we a, forgive. As yes, we forgive people who we judged or who we had some harsh feelings for, so that we no longer keep doing that. Right. I don't know if we. Uh, I guess yeah, that's true, because that comes from the awareness. Just to be aware, aware, aware. Then we take action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awareness is a big key. Absolutely. And acceptance is the prerequisite for awareness. awareness because you cannot exactly. really pay attention to something if you don't accept it. Exactly. Because you are not in a receptive state of consciousness. You are trying to either run away from that or get rid of it or somehow pretend it's not here happening. So in other words, you're not accepting it. Mm -hmm. And so if you just develop a sense of acceptance instead of judgment, the whole experience transforms. Transforms, yeah. And that applies not only to other people, but also to ourselves. Yes. We can transform our own experience of health and our own relationship with our being if we stop judging ourselves so harshly. Yes. So, since you started your TV program, I imagine your Qigong practice didn't stay the same, static. It probably progressed uh, to some extent what would you say was the evolution of your own Qigong development and how it translated into your work? Um, I believe this transformation happened 
um, it was a, a two, three very stressed uh, thing happened in my life. And after that, I decided now it's time I, mm, I start uh, working more internationally. Mm. Uh, from sitting in the TV was so small for me. I just, I didn't want that box anymore. I wanted to get mm -hmm. out of that box. So, um, through United Nations, I have been uh, with United Nations chapter of Berkeley and San Francisco for 40 years being very active and then being the chair for women's and uh, children's uh, health and healing. And in 1995, I had a conference uh, that 50 years of anniversary of Qigong, mm -hmm. no, 50 years of anniversary of United Nations. Mm. Yes, now it's going to be 70 something we are going to celebrate in October, 72 or 3, but I did on 50th. So that was, I was working on project of hormone, natural hormone on phytoestrogens. Phytoestrogens just was coming newly to the science uh, um, era. So the question that time was, uh, everything was soya. Soy, soy was taking over of everything, especially <laughs> in the California. So milk, cheese, it just everything was soya. So my question was, when I was going to, uh, you know, my uh, school uh, for uh, like the f uh, bachelor degree for nutrition and dietetics, always we learned that soy is is more it's animal food rather than human food. That was what we were learning, but that was beside and beyond that. Um, in Middle East, I have grown. Uh, we didn't know anything about soya. Nothing. There is not even existing. Mm -hmm. So, so what? What? My question as a researcher was: I was I worked for 15 years with Children's Hospital, um, as a registered dietitian. So, and then being the chief clinical dietitian and nutritionist at Children's Hospital here in Kaiser. So, and working with the WIC program, WIC, WIC program, women, children, infant program, and so on breastfeeding and formula feeding. Everything mm -hmm. was on soya, everything was on, I was thinking about fiber and protein. And so it came to my uh, question I had. So my, I never heard from my grandma, from my mother, from my neighbor and the family that all of this, uh, menopausal and PMS symptoms and weight gain and depression. I didn't see these symptoms when I was growing and going to university, going to different area in uh, as part of a university work. And here for me it was so intense. I had a clinic here. I was seeing you know women are coming and crying that. Uh, they have no energy, they have no chi in their body, mm. and then uh, and sleeping problem, weight gaining problem. 
So my question was this: Then I, Depression. when I, yes, when I compared uh, um, the ingredient and the, the chemical uh, um, ingredients in the soy, comparing to uh, the the beans and peas in in uh, Middle Eastern culture, so I learned that. Uh, chickpeas or garbanzo, it's very similar to soya, but doesn't have those issue of the digestion and uh, fat because soy has 23% of fat and compared to garbanzo, but some people they say 21%. Let's say between 21 to 20%, 23%. But chickpeas has 3% of fat. So it means dry nothing. And chickpeas, when I was presenting at, uh, um, at uh, Department of, uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture here in, at UC Berkeley, and then uh, in Idaho I was presenting in this grant, and then the, uh, the farmers said, uh, poor garbanzo. They, they call poor garbanzo that you are giving this much attention to chickpeas and then we didn't think it's, it's about chickpeas this much of information it's it's so good chickpeas but it's humble chickpeas is very humble so you can add everything to chickpeas and like hummus hummus is exactly what yes. I was thinking yes it's just hummus or falafel you make yeah. or tabbouleh you make or different type of patties you make. So uh, it gives, it's so ready to add all that type of the spices, all type of the herbs, all type of the oil. You can add oil yes. make more of that. Exactly, put olive oil, you can put, you know, sesame oil, it makes good, tasty, all type of vegetable to add. So hummus is gonna be the, is the future food. So I, I involved a lot with the natural hormone therapy in, uh, in 1995, uh, 50 years of anniversary of um, um, United Nation in Berkeley. Have you ever tried hummus made with soybeans? I never tried. I saw, I've seen a lot of people they have made, yes. It's horrendous. I, I tried it once. I didn't want to do it again. No, it wasn't tasty. It just didn't resonate with me, let's mm. put it this way. Mm -hmm. Or I didn't resonate with that. Yeah. But I do love hummus. Uh, I also would imagine that there is uh, some other connections with uh, hormones and foods besides soybeans. Uh, some other, any other foodstuffs that people tend to consume a lot that need to be, that they need to be aware of that they probably don't need to eat so much. As far as protein goes, or as, as, far, far as, as far as any type of uh, phytoestrogens, uh, uh, phytoestrogens or other uh, phytohormones. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of herbs they have that uh, balancing. Like for example, um, like fresh deals or dry deals, mm -hmm. uh, or or fennel greek, or clo red clovers. It's amazing source of um, that type of estrogenic. And that I have a lot of recipe tea recipes in my book, and the 
I did um, in my book, as I said, Eating Wisely for Hormonal Balance, the book I, I published year 2005 and journaling of that also. I have uh, a lot of recipes on tea for mood, for weight gain, for weight loss, for um, uh, uh, making more uh, um, attention to, uh, to, to yourself and then concentrate more, special in the terms of the kids. Um, mm. A different type of the, and one of the, my tea uh, was uh, named that peaceful and happy tea in uh, Bosnia's uh, uh, war, United mm. Nation, uh, when they were in this negotiation to to end that they they served that tea and they they called peaceful and happy tea. Wow. So it's a, tea is a fascinating food beside garbanzo because. You can add everything as a you know potion to make a potion, and then mm, it just you can have it all day. Uh, and I heard today that even uh, some of these greens, like uh, like mint and fam the mint family, they are very high potent. That even they can um, they clean up some um, uh, the radiation the system mm. that it conquering to us. But uh, back to your question uh, with the United Nations, when we did that uh, program, I did this hormonal program, then I came up with this 12, 14 minutes of uh, um, walking project for schools, and I started here in San Francisco, and I expanded that to, to LA, I went to LA, and to LA some schools and also in the parks I started. And then the Iran BAM started, so I went there and I started in the, um, in the um, parks, especially there is a park, national park, I started there. And that time was so hard for women to be, uh, come and do any type of the movement, but um, I don't know, I guess the Qi in Qigong has been so, um, well taken, and we never had issue with people or um, or governmental issue. We never had. But I had one occasion in LA when I was in one of the park in LA. We we were doing qigong, and the police came and then said uh, we cannot do here because this is a class. I said okay, that's a class, but we don't charge. We just we are doing the exercise. Anyhow, they stopped our class in in Van uh, yes in uh, in the L.A. Valley area, and so and but uh, then the mayor called me said we welcome you to come back to do with this again. I guess they they asked, they they got educated. That's uh, that's good when we are um, we are waving that chi to everywhere to bring more chi to the area. They so, recognize the folk yeah. of their ways. But in Iran right now, I'm doing this project I'm doing right now, which I did, um, and I have introduced to India and also in Paris, to in Normandy, mm. and in Azerbaijan, and that is on prevention, preventative medicine, mm. and then this uh, program we are doing with the gratitude. It's uh, the right. name is the name is Pishgiri Sepas. 
and so means uh, prevention and gratitude. Mm -hmm. That makes to keep people young, especially in a school project. So what we are doing right now, creating job uh, by uh, by training the coach, the lifestyle coach or self-healing coach, and then as well as when they are healed themselves, they can give that to schools, to the children. So the, the coach taking the test to, to be free of any, you know, uncomfortable chi. So become so healthy themselves, bodily and mindly, to, to feel good, empower. Then we send them to the school and they do that 15 minutes of the program in the morning to teach how to say, how to, you know, say, show your appreciation. And mm -hmm. that is up to and bringing to lower Dantier and making this from the governor uh, meridians and then bringing this chi and making two extensive chi and putting in their kidney. Kids, they love that and doing, bringing all the negative energy and chi outside. And so when, when they do this chi, because they are standing under uh, K1, on their feet, up under uh, uh, the uh, tips of the toes. The tips yeah. of the toe, when the chi, whole thing is drops, and they love that. But this is very powerful for their heart also. At the same time, this is the opening the wings, opening the lungs, and increasing the, the lung capacity mm. for getting more oxygen to exhale. So that's 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 what I have from what the doctor told me that you have three months, and then that was just beginning, and um taking to schools through United Nations and then now in the Qigong conference what we were talking with like tonight we had dinner we were talking and then to extending that more uh, in the world um, project for the schools we have yeah. having the uh, breathing exercise for in the morning to schools and also having the break uh, having the organic uh, breakfast or snack uh, for student which is based on the plant uh, organic food. Wonderful. That's I feel like going back to school if there's going to be that happening there. No, you don't need to go back. <laughs> so you have a heart and you have a, you have that amazing healing power so and also being compassionate to this field that's all we need we don't need other tools is that right i think also having clarity of uh, our purpose is important and also um, understanding of law of cause and effect so that we understand that most of our troubles are caused by our own ignorance and if we understand better the cause and effect, we see that, oh, I do this thing, and I get these results. Now, if I do that thing, I get those results. Yes, exactly. Now, if I want those results, but I keep doing the same thing over and over again, 
expecting those results. It's not, yeah, that's insanity. That's the, yes, <laughs> that's what we are getting. But, but uh, I tell you a very interesting part yeah. is on Qigong. This Qigong uh, is a medical Qigong, and mm -hmm. the part is wild geese Qigong, Dayan Qigong, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is 264 um, forms which is very respectful in, the, in, the, in China mm -hmm. and even government, which are doing the uh, Chinese medicine, mainly on acupuncture, has been uh, adapted a lot from each one. So what's happening, uh, they have a seven, seven uh, lessons, the geese. And as you know, the geese are flying in V-shape and they have a leader here, right. and whenever leader, we don't know when, 10 minutes, one hour, one year, we have no idea, changing, the next one is coming, and this one going to the last. And one of the geese, when it's dying or injured or whatever, goes down, if you've seen the movie by the name of the, the, the Wings of Migration, I really highly suggest everybody should see that. Actually, I have seen the one. You've seen? Yes. There is no way, I guess, because they had the movie, the camera inside, in the, in the uh, stomach of geese when they were flying. Hmm. It took them 15 years to do this, uh, uh, this documentary, The Wings of Migration, mm -hmm. when your wings migrate, which I took that migration in in Farsi language, we call it the 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 migrate geese. We don't call wild. Uh, we call migrate because migration is from your your inner self. You are migrating. Oh, this is a domestic, journey. Yes. Domestic geese don't migrate, so that's kind of uh, wild an oxymoron. One. That yes. Trying to call those migrating geese the wild geese. It's obvious they're wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, when you look at this practice of Qigong today, you can probably see that there is certain continuation of the evolution of your work. And if I ask you to imagine for a moment where you would like to be a year from now in terms of your work in this field. Where would you say you would like to be? I, I think I'm right there right now. That's my attitude. Whatever always I do, I'm very happy with that moment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't want to go for result. What I'm doing in, uh, uh, in my power I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, uh, I don't, uh, I think I think it's a movement started already, and where we are going is not measurable for me, because I always want to see, as I said, we want to go to the whole universe. For me, universe is universe right now, I'm talking to you. Right. That's universe. It doesn't I matter, you know, how many schools I go next year this time. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it, this, is, this is also the way you, as a Qigong practitioner, you you should think that we shouldn't go for result. We should be happy for the moment. But as long as you put your your all beings on that project at this moment, I feel I'm doing. I I feel I'm doing my 
in my power everything I can. Because right now, I'm traveling, and then for me, it's regard, I'm totally detached, totally detached from everything. At least that was what, what happened, that um, this Qigong for me, this detachment. And so mm -hmm. I'm already geese, I'm, I'm, I'm migrating. So what else do I want? If, if the universe wants to take that school project and then go all over the world, just it's going to happen, it's not going to happen, I'm not going to attach to that. That's well, I wasn't asking about attachment or results, because you can still have a dream or have some uh, certain insight into what you would like to achieve, I like, uh, yeah. and it doesn't mean that you have to get attached to that dream. No, exactly. <laughs> it's what I would like to see, um, to start at least uh, uh, more uh, cities in Iran to involve, which I have uh, right now, uh, one of the best cities is Shiraz. Isfahan people, they know about those cities. I, I'm going to Tabriz and I've done in Kerman, in Yazd. So I like to be, I have enough uh, coach, lifestyle, self-healing coach, then they're in power and then they can do, and also uh, the Iranian, um, Federation to Warsaw to 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 let us to open more our wings to uh, do we are doing the best right now just promoting the health and being nothing else so I'm hoping that uh, they support us more in this project and we get more schools and then help me to do this nutrition program in schools. Right. That's my dream, to do this nutrition program, because I see milk is not gonna help the kids, vitamin D for, it's not gonna, it's gonna be, actually they had a lot of side effects, even though they think everybody's taking vitamin D. Vitamin D is a, is a, it's a mandatory right now to give to the kids in Iran. And D3? Yes, D3. And also, the, you know, the pro big, big, uh, big money they have put for milk mm -hmm. to give milk or I don't know dairy product, which which I don't like none of those uh, at this time. I'm hoping that what I want to think at least I have it, you know, kind of uh, effect on that uh, decision to have true good nutrition morning uh, menu planning for the kids mm -hmm. and then and it's plant-based so that's my no dream. Dairy. Uh, dairy dairy Asian they don't have a enzyme for dairies especially the kids they are coming to the school if they cannot the family they cannot afford to give a milk to their kids till coming to the school they are six years old. So there is enzymes. They're not used to it. No. And, and I see the kids, they don't like it when I ask them. And I ask them, what's the good, you know, nutrition? I, I can send you some picture. I can send you when I have a school is coming to me. The whole hundred of the 
school children coming and they bring their snack. I ask them to bring their snack and all they are bringing junk. Mm. All junk. And when I ask them what's the healthy one, you know? An apple. Yes, they don't know anything but apple. Mm. And they don't like apple. Uh, no, and how about uh, goat milk, for example? Is it still not feasible? It's uh, goat milk is more digested wise is much more, but it's so hard to have because they don't raise goats. That in Iran? In Iran they do, but it's not like uh, feeding, you know, having a milk for the whole country hmm. with goat. Goat has been used as a, as a, um, therapeutically. Like the kids, they have an allergy and they cannot take like soy. And, uh, at this time, I'm, I'm going to uh, Shiraz University in the psychology department in, in, uh, in 10 days. So I'm, uh, I'm giving the lecture on breastfeeding or formula feeding. Mm. Um, that, and what's the vision on breastfeeding and formula feeding in the world? I did this research project like 30 years ago. I did interview, like I said, 2,000 people, mm. and then mostly refugee women to see how, how it affects the cultural changes. So I'm giving that lecture to see people, they don't have it, now they have a problem. They now, the society, the scientific society, and then they know soya is the issue, raising kids with the soy, it's going to affect, especially with the GMO problem we have. Right. Organ, not organic, GMO, all of these things. The baby, infant, using those type of milk is going to be future problem that we have a lot right now. In yeah. Iran, very high percentage of cancer is happening. Uh, because of that? I don't know. Uh, we have to get research on that too, I can say. Is mm -hmm. What's the cause? Uh, but uh, it's a lot of different causes for that. I can say it's not only uh, environmental issue, it's not only stress from the mother, it's not, it's looking at the diet has totally changed, and mm -hmm. the movement, and the uh, internet, all of these things as a, as a one thing. But well, I don't know if internet can cause cancer, but I can certainly see it can cause a lot of other issues, for issues. example, eyesight. If kids are constantly looking at screens, their eyesight is going to get worse and worse very quickly. My, my eyesight get is worse. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, and this may or may not be a question you want to answer. Uh, with a relatively recent uh, easing out or thawing out of the relationship between the United States and Iran, and you know, lifting of embargo at least to some extent. Uh, did it become any easier for you to come to Iran as uh, an American physician, or it's about the same, or did it get even more challenging? What would you say? Uh, first of all, after all of lifting all of this uh, sanction from Iran, uh, I have left Iran three months ago, so I haven't. I'm, I'm going now, so I'm, I can answer this question better. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's not anything 
um, I don't want to judge or anything. I've lived in United. I have lived mo lived most of my life here in United States. I have been like four years before revolution. I came to to United States. Uh -huh. So uh, I know this culture more in terms of legal issues and everything than Iranian culture. Mm -hmm. But as a woman, as a woman, I have written the book. A, I don't want to open up that part. It's my own life uh, uh, story. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So as a woman, I have a voice in Iran. Since I don't tell you the story, so a lot of people, they think, whoa, how come she's saying such a thing? Mm -hmm. it, first of all, people, they judge, because mostly what they learn is from media. In Iran, easily I can go to talk to the judge. I open the court, I go to talk to the judge, sitting next to the judge, and then talking, not to one, to several judges, because I do, I believe if we want to do some movement, we have to work on, on uh, family law also. So I go a lot to see the problem people they have in the family law courts to talk to people. That's amazing, that's helping me a lot to how to pinpoint the problems and then have solution for those problems. So I am totally welcome anywhere I go. I, I, from here I decide when I go to Iran, I decide if you know, if you know um, the Minister of like, Health and they will say, oh, I make an appointment for you, you can see tomorrow morning, like that. Tomorrow morning I'm with them. It just all the doors are open, and then for me because I'm, I have, I don't believe to politics at all. All of all of this one thing I learned because my father was in Russia, was communist, with all of these things. Mm. So I saw what has happened. It's just it's an ego of people is playing all of this right. politics. It's all ego, and I'm detached with trying to detach with ego. Uh, politics doesn't, it's going to take my time life. I don't want that. I love to be with the kids. I love to be with the children. Right. I love to be with the birds. I love to just, you know, the life I have right now. It's just free life. And this is just because of what has happened to me in life. Several good things happened to me. So, um, but possibly, my vision has changed. You may say, well, this is not right. As a woman, you say, I don't mind to have even blankets, but, but my mission is helping the kids to grow healthy. I don't want the kids to hear from childhood they are terrorists. That is some, that those are our kids. We don't want to raise the terrorists. And tomorrow, what's going to be whole universes? We are not going to have a safe life. I want to bring the peace on kids just to love, to bring love to their life. What I'm saying, gratitude, say thank God with everything you have. Kids, they don't see everything they have. If they don't have the mobile, is not, you know, updated, they are not happy in life. <laughs> Even the poor people, poor kids, they have, they want to have, you know, the, this in their hand. So I want to tell them, 
make them being close to the Mother Earth to see how much this Mother Earth is giving us. Everything we have. For that. And they're grateful to this oxygen, to this sun. If the oxygen doesn't work, we have to find the ways rather than all the time blaming. When I, I'm saying, when we blame anyone, four of them is coming to me. It's one is coming to you, four is me. I have to take that responsibility. That's why we work with the kids to clean up all the garbage, to stand on the line to go on the, you know, on the pavement in the street, and then don't throw garbage. It's small things to keep them responsible for this universe, to, to love life, to love themselves, to be, uh, to, to be, you know, with this internet has, I, I love it, one thing about internet, because we have one word right now. Right. We're all one right now. Well, and uh, as the Dalai Lama says that if we teach children in schools meditation, we will have world peace. So if we start in Iran, it's just as good place as any, where children may learn how to meditate, how to practice Qigong, how to practice gratitude, and we'll have a world peace. Good place to start we from. Can be a, Iran can be a model. Exactly. You know that is that's possibly that can be my dream, that Iran can be a model as because the model I have developed it's in my book mm -hmm. Women Eating Wisely for Hormonal Balance. On the top, four elements: is the earth, is the water, is the oxygen, and what else? Fire. Fire. We need all of those four Fire. elements to become centered, to balance. Well, this is interesting because unlike the traditional Chinese medicine, which uses a five element system of earth, water, metal, wood, and fire. And my Qigong practice that comes from Tibet, yes. there is also the element of earth, water, air, and fire. And what you just described is very similar. So I see that there is some uh, similarities. similarities. And I always say because because everybody's going to American uh, model of you know triangle, and okay. on the top triangle is the sugar, fat, and what else? The uh, the third white carbohydrates, salt, salt, <laughs> all the chips and everything, salt. And the reason they have top because advertisement that is on top takes a lot of more attention and then right on the bottom is vegetable fruits and I totally changed my my pyramid is upside, upside down, down. <laughs> and on the top is four elements mm -hmm. and then is the beans and then we have space for uh, vegetable fruits and at the end it's nothing wrong with the sugar it's nothing wrong with fat actually good fat and salt, we all, salt is one of the elements, minerals. It, minerals is yeah. good, but the way we are using is too much, is, it's bad. Well, too much the, of a good enemy. thing can be another good thing. Yes, exactly. And then, especially with the cancer patient, they have got too used to all of these wrong foods. It's 
how you can starve the cells, oh, yeah. that is not hard. That's why I have been very successful in my clinic in Iran, that working with cancer patients and or or patients with autism, with the MS, is a lot of immune disease in Iran right now. Mm. Uh, just amazingly, other immune problem mm. in Iran. So, but if they if we change the whole this uh, practice to coming back to Earth, being close to Mother Earth, and it's, it's going to solve a lot of issues. But one thing was very interesting, me going to Iran and working with different masters in Iran. We have, you know, Iran is a poetic country. Mm. Everything, medicine is poet, like Rumi, like Khayyam, like Hafiz. It's all, me the medicine therapy is coming, poet therapy mm. in Iran. So, the art therapy. Yes. And so, if you know about uh, Rumi's master, have you heard of Rumi's master? Rumi's yeah. book, Molana, Rumi's book, uh, has been for the last 15 years in the United States, is in top top books, best-selling books mm. for the last 15 years. That's impressive, but, uh -huh. given, Very impressive. given the longevity of, of his art in general. Yes, because he's talking about love, nothing else. He's talking only how, because love is medicine. Mm -hmm. So, but, but nobody knows about Attar. Attar is his uh, master, mm -hmm. and he did with the seven ways of love. They call uh, seven wadi or city of lo uh, love, and starts with the first part is searching, searching who, searching you. Then it goes on and on. The knowledge, awareness, and then goes to just being detached, detachment. That is the hard part to detach, and then go to the selflessness at the end. But that's not end, that's enlightenment starts. Huh? Right. So this is fascinating. <laughs> now it's a seven conference of words, it's a lot of, right now the book is coming, com seven conference of words, and also one of my friends is translated that also. And then plus uh, what we are learning here, that's all all working with the patient to going through that seven valleys. Exactly the same thing is happening. This is what the birth, it's a birth model he has used, Atar, with the hot hot they call hot hot All the birds, they, they migrate together. And at the end, you know, having the thousands of birds going, each one has uh, like kind of the excuses, like one says I'm hungry, one says I'm tired, one says uh, what's this stupid way to go, and then by the, that's a judgment, huh? All the birds judging and, and leaving them. At the end, there's only 30 birds, and then they see themselves, that's the, them, you know, to come to the selflessness. Mm -hmm. So that's a Seymour, they call Seymour, who is in the Shahnameh, it's a big story of amazing, um, it's a it's amazing book by the name of Shahnameh Ferdowsi in Iran. That's a very educational book. 
So it's talking about how you go to self. And same thing is happening with the wild geese. So what happened? Observing the geese life in China, they have used as a medicine, Chinese medicine, they have taught that model, bringing many, many other issues there to make the Chinese medicine. In Iran, they have used as a kid's game, and the kids play. Like the one we have, lagoon here. Yes. And then kids, they get go in the circle, like we, we got in the circle. When you go to the circle, what is to what? Lagoon to lagoon we do keep like this. And we feel each other's chi here, right, huh? Right. And then we go to the circle. And that was our play every morning when I was a child. Mm. And this is goes historically in the culture. So kids stay happy and then they are doing everyday therapy because Excellent. that play is not anymore this with all of those bad game but mostly is a competitive. It's not cooperation, it's a competition games they put because it's more excitement. But like the other one like we call Lili 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 Hosexy, the game massaging Lagoon and massaging Pierre Cardian, huh? And then says Lily Rack to Jose. Each one says where to go. Lily means the name of the girl. All the action the girl is doing. And then says, I'm a, I'm a big one, I'm a big one. Which is, what's this one? This is a lung. That's oxygen. So that is the practice grandma is doing, mother's doing. And this is very good also what? To prevent arthritis, huh? This. Right and bring all the chi to the organs. Right, that's a hand massage. This is hand massage. We are teaching right now with Qigong, with Tai Chi, but this is the game that kids are playing. And it's easier to Easy. learn and practice yes. when it's a playful rather than a dogmatic approach. Exactly. And the other one, they, they do this. Slightly. Tapping. All the tapping that's right now is becoming one of the Qigong's tapping. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of similarities. I bring, like, Seymour, the bad bird from, you know, Atar, and bringing the wild geese. It's all happened where all these things happen in the Silk Road. It used to say Spice Road. Because Silk all, road, yeah. yes, Silk Road was the stock market of today. Today we have stock markets where? In New York, but then we had in the Silk Road, because all the merchant was going to the Silk Road. Right, that's where the market was happening, traveling across the entire Eurasian continent. Exactly, yes. And, and learning so the medical team started right from there, huh? Right, and... From the wisdom. And along the entire length of Silk Road, not only the knowledge of healing, but also spiritual knowledge and knowledge of uh, self-realization was also transmitted from one nation to another. So basically, and it was compassion. Absolutely. So I'm really glad that we explored all of this today. Now, to round up our interview, let me ask you my favorite question. So, what would you say you might consider your secret? to your success as a Qigong practitioner and uh, the ambassador of Qigong 
in other countries, including the United Nations. It's a compassion. Any I love kids, yes, I love kids. I have six grandchildren myself. Oh. And so, and, but I, how much I love kids, I leave them here and I, I travel. Mm. And, I, and right now I'm planning to go just to, to reach some of my like uh, goals is having, uh, I like to have a healing center in Iran mm -hmm. because here I got, uh, here they are giving me land and I'm hoping in Iran they give me land also but I want to have in the center more close, having a healing center to bring all of this wisdom entity to one place like when you come there, Iran, you know this center has everything for you ready it has your space, you can show, you can everything you can do there, you can see all the indigenous, you know, practice, you can see what's happening with our poet, what's happening with our herbal medicine, very herbal, great herbal medicine in sure. Iran. And, and Ancient traditional yes. medicine. Yeah, and my dream is to see that healing center is the 52 countries, which even was an earthquake in Iran happened, BAM earthquake, 52 countries, with no permission from government. They landed in Mehrabad uh, Airport. And so all opened their hand and their love to help. And so I like to have a 52 as a the wall. It's not a wall, it's a peace wall. These nations, every nation says, what items I have for, what's my tool for peace and happiness? Each country should develop their own peace and happy and model. And how can contribute yes, to the world Yes, this model, peace. exactly. Right. So always have a student, each student sitting there, and then from Switzerland, from, you know, um, from Russia, for uh, Tajikistan, for all of this, you know, people they came to have to model. We focus on peace and healing. Right. If, if we don't, if we don't heal, we are going to lose the Mother Earth. Or Mother Earth is going to lose us as human species. Yes. The Mother Earth is going to continue on. Continue just without humans. Yes. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Well, thank you so much, Sonia, for sharing your wisdom with us and your stories about your personal healing and sharing your wisdom of Qigong with other people. Let me just remind our listeners and viewers that you just enjoyed another interview on The Secrets of Qigong Masters, the talk show brought to you by Academy of Chidao, the first and only school in the world offering professional education in Tai Chi and Qigong coaching. To find out about the programs offered by Academy of Chidao and to discover how you too can become a certified Tai Chi or Qigong coach, please go to qigongcoaching.com. <laughs>